Welcome to the Before Midnight Podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One Studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. That's us. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. How's it going today, Brian? It's going phenomenal. As always, I actually got to bike ride. I was going to say, it's a beautiful day. I actually went out mountain bike riding. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I've been mountain biking riding this week since it was it's been dry for a few days. Okay. I figured the the trails would be pretty good. They're they're pretty good for the most part. There's a couple mud spots, but yeah. for the most part they're they're rideable. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go road riding with it being this warm. It's not that warm. <laughs> <laughs> I was really really tempted to get like this amazing headache in the middle of the day, but I was a good doobie and did not. I mean, it only got up into the fifties today. Uh, yeah, but cold. I mean, compared to what it's been. Right. Well, I mean, that's why I'm mountain biking. Mountain biking in the cold is much easier. Well, yeah, for sure. Much easier. For sure. I mean, I've been doing both because I've been leading races. I'll tell you what I bought last year. I invested. I don't know. They were about 150 bucks, but like the Gore-Tex bibs that are waterproof and I mean, they're not really insulated, but they're fuzzy on the inside. Oh my God, I do not regret buying those at all i think i've worn them six times this year already they keep me dry they keep me warm they're comfortable i don't sweat in them either i mean unless the temperature really gets up there but also with mountain biking it's not a spandex sport generally so i just usually wear sweats (laughs) (laughs) you don't get caught on the chain in sweats no not if you have like especially if you have like the ones that have the draw down at the ankles I'm surprised they don't get tangled. Okay. No, they stay far enough away. Uh, you're, you know, I usually the boots are pretty high too on them. So. Okay. What do you wear for shoes when you mountain bike? I have some uh, Columbia winter warm. They're insulated boots. Okay. Like for like cold weather boots. Are they heavy? Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, that seems troublesome to me. Well, you're pedaling. It doesn't matter. I guess my mountain biking skills are a little different than yours. <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll use the, the word the different. Biggest, <laughs> the biggest problem is they don't grip as well as because I have some BMX shoes that right. I generally will wear like in warmer climbs, <laughs> warmer temperatures. Okay. The they grip a lot better. The, the biggest problem I have is that there's just not a ton of grip, so that the shoe can slide around in the pedal a little bit, which is less than ideal. I guess when I'm mountain biking, since I'm so new, I'm spending a lot of time pushing my bike up the hills, and being in clunky boots oh. just seems like it would be well, yeah, I don't. awful. I'm, I'm not off the bike very often. <laughs> I imagine I'm off the bike a whole lot more than you are. I'm, I'm getting there, but yeah. Uh, like today, well, the number of things have changed over there since the last time I've ridden. They took away the Avenue of Giants, which is annoying. That's closed. Oh, that's down the, by the river? That's down by the river. Because it was falling side. into the river. It might be. But yeah, that's they took out that and they took out the one on the other side because erosion had just gotten so bad and it was not safe anymore. That was probably one of the more interesting elements, though, of, of that whole section through there. Now it's kind of dull and boring. It's all just flat. and Well, not really flat, but it's all just pedal. Pedal, pedal, pedal. Yeah, it's fun. It's okay. I got some pretty get some pretty good speed through there. Yeah. Which is fun. 
you know, but let's see, they've, I was like up on the top section behind the archives and mm -hmm. I'm rolling, there's a section up there, I'm rolling pretty good, there's a corner, and then there's a big pile of logs at the bottom of it. We're like, what the? So I had to stop to go around that. Why was there a pile of logs? They made a... They made a jump? It's not really a jump, it's just an obstacle. Hmm. And it was it's fairly high, actually. Hmm. I mean, it's a good foot and a half, two feet of pile of logs that you have to kind of ride over. And you're going downhill or uphill? Well, it was around a corner. And then I saw oh. around the corner. I was carrying some speed through there just because yeah. it was kind of fun. And then I see the logs. Like, <laughs> slam on the brakes. Whoops. Uh, on the way back, I knew it was there. I went over them. It was still a little sketchy. That was a pretty high pile of logs. Yeah. So you're riding over. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, okay, so this is an interesting spot to put a pile of logs. A pile of logs. I mean, it's meant yeah, to be something to ride falls. over. It's meant yeah. to be a challenge. Can you get around it on either side? Uh, not without really getting off the bike. It's not really. Okay. It's pretty much across the whole trail. So. Okay. Because no, a lot of times when they do that, I've noticed there's an optional route. Right. There's no option, at least not at this point. I okay kind of push it over top of the logs from the side hmm. it was that was annoying there's been there's been a number of other changes too they've taken out a lot of some stuff where i guess they cleared out underneath a lot of the lines and stuff oh you haven't been there since they did all that yeah yeah they cleaned out underneath all of the power lines and they just kind of took out everything and now it's, it's kind just of wild mud pits. yeah it's not very not very good. I mean, you know, you're kind of crossing the mud pit and you're up in the woods and then you're crossing again and then there's another section over yeah, by the softball fields. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh, they changed a number of things there. It's not as probably good as it was. I mean, they took out some of the more interesting features. That, like the down by the river, that was a, a, a neat feature. I yeah, I don't think they... they yeah, there was no choice there on that one. I don't know if that's like permanent or if that was just for the winter. I think it's permanent, just because of the water going up and down, that they just can't keep it. Well, I mean, you um, could you could run it in the summer because you're not going to have flooding in the summer. It's usually the spring or yeah, that depends. That they may open slow. it up again then. It's been closed for a while though. That doesn't surprise me. Really. So the last time they had a mountain bike race there, I think is when they closed it when they realized, oh, we can't have all these people down there. It was going to wear it. It was going to be dangerous. So. Yeah. Well, that section's always been kind of a. <laughs> An interesting little run. I think I've only run down there, not rode down there since I started mountain biking. So, which I've only been doing really a few months. So, there's a couple good fast spots there. They had because they mm. dropped down in and you carried some speed. Okay. And there was some nice little obstacles and stuff along that way. It was a nice little section. On the other side where they closed it, there was like the bridge that went up and over. They had to keep rebuilding that and the trees that that was all wedged against were starting to fall down and it, it kind of kept on getting narrower and narrower the last time I went over it I was on foot I was like whoa okay where am I putting my feet and I can't imagine doing it on a bike I don't think I ever did it on a bike but even on foot I was like mm, I don't know about this and now that's all closed right so hmm interesting so some things have changed it's, it's mountain biking it happens it's not the end of the world it's been a while since I've I guess it was last winter. I got mountain bike just a handful of times, not much. Yeah. I've gone out more than you have, way more than you have this year. Probably. That has been my... Well, I mean, I did a bunch in January and February. I don't... A bunch. I did some. Mm-hmm. 
we it never got cold enough last January and February. That was the biggest problem. And then it always rained <laughs> in the spring, so there was no mountain biking in the spring. I just went just transition to road. So ideally, what temperature do you like to mountain bike in? Well, I mean, I just want non-muddy conditions. Is okay. really what it's about. What happens in the winter is it's just stays muddy because the ground gets soft. So rain and things like that. If you go in the morning when it's super cold. If you go when it's below 32, the ground's frozen. Right. Okay. So you don't go then? That's when I generally go okay. in the winter. Once it gets to be wintertime, I'll go then. We just didn't have a ton of cold mornings on days when I could go mountain biking <laughs> this last year. Gotcha. And then it rained a lot. I mean, when it rains, yeah. you, know, you really shouldn't ride for a day or two after it rains. And in the winter, everything's just soft in general. Just the way of winter makes yeah. it difficult. You mountain bike in the morning, you have to go about 7.30, and you have to be done by 9. Because at 9, once the sun hits those trails, they get slick. Mm-hmm. And not just, not like muddy, but like slick, where like you're just sliding all over the place. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Done it a couple of times. And that's when like, you just uh, need to get off the trails. Yeah. You're just going to tear them up at that point. Yeah. We, uh, so I've been a few times and I had my old bike that was too small for me. That was a pretty useful bike, though. I mean, I did learn a lot, but luckily it was light, so I did have to get off quite a bit and push it up. I wear my trail running shoes just because I figure I'm going to be off the bike and I'm going to need some grip to get up the rocks and whatever else I can't bike up. And then I just recently got a new bike that is a size bigger, feels completely different, and is so much more fun. So. Well, yeah, the geometry's better, the shocks on it's better, and there's a lot of things that were better than the other bike. The big thing, it has disc brakes. My hands don't hurt nearly as bad. They well, still hurt, but that's because I'm going, ah, with the death grip the whole time. Well, you should only, it should be one finger, brakes. Well, I end up usually with two. Just because my fingers, my hands hurt. I'm older than you. Just give me a break. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll get better at it. Do you have gloves? Do you wear mountain bike gloves? I just bought some warmer gloves. My hands, though, they get hot. when I, I mean, even when I run, it's like the first thing to get hot is my hands. You will tear your hands up without mountain bike gloves. Like on the insides? Yeah, because of all the... It, once you get better and you start going faster and all that vibration... You need gloves. I hate when I don't wear gloves. Not biking. My hands end up just tearing up. I figure the the jarring goes in my shoulders and my back. Well, it does, but your hands will have the same problem. What happens is your hands begin to s- slip on those grips, and just that movement—it's like getting blister running. Okay. It just tears my hands up. Mountain bike gloves are. A you just gloves. have soft hands. <laughs> okay, possibly. <laughs> I have horseback riding hands. My hands are callous for years. But right. yeah, okay. That was that's kind of my advice is you always have to have gloves when you ride. Okay. It, it just cuz as you get going faster just all that bouncing and stuff like that your hands be, will slip on the grips even with nicer grips. Yeah, my hands don't normally slip, but it's, you know, de- I I just I end up holding on so tight. Because it's bouncing, I guess. I guess that's why my hands hurt so much. You know, it's just holding on too tight. But well, yeah, having the disc brakes is hold on tight. Well, there's sections, though, that if I'm not holding on tight, my hands are going to bounce off and I'm going to crash. 
So you, you got you got your one one or two fingers for breaking. Two fingers is probably okay. Okay. And you're and you're basically that what you're trying to do is just hold on just tight enough so your hands don't fly off, and you just let the bike do its thing. I guess there's like one section that's next to a fence line that I can't stand because it's straight and bumpy. I can do like the curves in and out of the trees and going over the roots where you're like lifting the bike and da da da, but when you're just hitting bump after bump after bump on that straight line, that that kills my hands, it kills my back. I yes. hate that section. That's, I hate it. That's why God made full suspension mountain bikes for sections like that. Well, I don't have one. I didn't just, have that amount of money for that bike. <laughs> I, I don't have a full suspension mountain bike either, and I just avoid that part of the trail. That's yes. just, that, that's so I'm not the only one. A lot of people really like that part. I hate that part. The guy that I ride with, he's like, "Why don't you like that? It's just as bumpy as everywhere else." I'm like, no, "Because it's, it's horrible. It's, it's in a straight line. Roots. It's awful. And it's nothing but roots. It's nothing but roots and rocks in a straight line. They did it down a hill, so you can't even pick up any speed because, ouch, it's horrible." Okay, I'm glad that you agree with me on that because, oh my God, I was like, why? Do you, how can you like this section? This is awful. So. There's a couple sections over there I don't, I don't really care for, but you know, there's some good sections too over there that are, that are fun. But mostly, it's a lot of pedaling. <laughs> well, Which that's all okay. right. It's exercise. Yeah. You know, burning calories. Yay! Yeah. Having fun. You know, it's, it's better good. than. I mean, I love my bike trainer. Don't get me wrong. That's a whole lot of fun. But I'd rather do 40 minutes of mountain biking than 40 minutes on that trainer like I did this morning. But 40 minutes of mountain biking doesn't get you very far. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. 40, mountains, 40, miles, 40 minutes on the bike trainer didn't get me very far either. But. Yeah. I, it takes me about an hour to do the loop without the top section. I can do the top. It takes me about an hour and 10, hour and 15 to do the loop the top section depends which section I cut out because there's the one that's across the street a little section that I right. that I if I do that I don't always go up to the top I have not even done that section yet I've stayed low and then underneath the bridge where there's uh, they've got the dirt set up mm -hmm. that's fun the pump track that, that's kind of fun to play around on that's supposed to be a pump track I don't it's know what that well means maintained. Well, in theory, you can do the whole, that whole pump track. You're supposed to be able to ride it without pedaling. Really? Yeah. You use, they call it a pump track because when you go down, you should push down into the ground at the bottom of the hill, which speeds you up. You kind of shoot out. Okay. And then when you get to the next hill, you, you bounce down and it pops you up and over. And so you, you don't like ride up and lose all that momentum. You kind of like pop up and over and then you go down. So you should be able to ride it without ever pedaling. That's not going to happen. If that all right. <laughs> well, I mean, that, the point of it is, is so that you can work on that skill. Yeah. Because that's a, yeah, it's like really big with BMXers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a good way to. Go I faster. figured that's why it was there, just for BMXers, not really for mountain bikes. It can be used for both. For both. I like how it's underneath the bridge. It does not get wet and muddy. Well, that's why they put it there. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I so it wouldn't that. get destroyed. I mean, that most of it wouldn't get destroyed by rain. Yeah. And it's, it's always in good shape. And it's usually in pretty good shape. It's it's not as it hasn't been maintained, <laughs> so it's not what it used to be. But it is a neat little thing to be able to work on pumping, because that okay. is actually a skill. Because when you go down a hill, whenever there's like a, a down slope, you're supposed to like really press down into it and kind of shoot out of there. And then when you come to like any type of like dip up, you press down on that front end, you push down into your frame, 
and kind of pops you up. And pops you up so you can get up so on the hill. So you go up it without riding up it. I'm just thinking about some of the hills that I can't make it up. But maybe having that skill would certainly help. <laughs> maybe I get a little further up the hill. It's <clears throat> about kind of carrying that speed. My biggest problem is losing any traction on the back wheel going up. Well, I was, I was thinking about today while I was riding. The key is is going backwards. you got to put your weight on the back tire. Well, that's Especially what I figured. Up. But at the same time, it was like I don't want to flip backwards, of course, going up a steep hill. You're probably not going to flip backwards. That okay. would be really hard to do. I'm very talented. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, I mean, you know, the worst is I thought you needed to crouch up. over the front. No, because the traction's the... on the back wheel. You got to put weight on the back. So I got to figure out too far forward. Like if you stand up, a lot of times you get really far forward. That back wheel will just spin out because there's no weight on it. Right. You got to get weight on it so you can get traction on it so you can get up the hill. So you ideally you would push your butt back while you're standing. It's kind of awkward, but you really got to get weight on that back tire going up a hill. Otherwise, you'll just spin out. Okay. And especially if you're not clipped in, because I'm riding flat pedals, so any type of spin out, you're done. Yeah, I'm riding. I'm, I will not clip in probably ever. <laughs> Clipping in is so much faster. So I, I can see faster. the benefits of it. You know, after doing this now for you know a few weeks, I've been probably mountain biking two or three months, and and two or three times a week. I mean, I've been getting out there a bunch, and um, I can see the benefits of clipping in. But there's other times that I would have just crashed and died. So you know, <laughs> you're probably gonna fall over some yeah. if you clip in. Which doesn't hurt as much as you As long think. as you're like falling into the hill and not down the hill. Yeah, well, I mean, that happens. It, it still doesn't hurt as much to fall off a bike as it does. Because in those situations, you're not going fast. You're True. just kind of falling over. You just kind of, yeah. And you're falling Eek. over into like weeds and stuff like that. Generally, you're not, if there's a tree there, a lot of times you catch yourself. <laughs> One of my other problems, too, is if I get caught and I'm going up the hill and I can't make it, I can't get going again. I've got to push my bike off. No, you got to go up the top. You're done. Yeah. There's just like unless no way to... Unless you're clipped in. The only way you can ever do that is if you're clipped in because that's the only way you can get that pedaling and then you slip, keep going. That's the advantage of being clipped in. The other advantage of getting clipped in is when you start going fast down a hill, your feet don't slide on the pedals. What about... 25 miles an hour down a hill, bumping all over the place. I'm not doing 25 miles an hour ever down a hill on the mountain bike Capital View Park. No. <laughs> oh, man, from that top section on down, you can fly, and then you kind of go down, dip down, and you hit that little bowl at high speeds. No. <laughs> I don't feel like launch. I, the way I like to fly is if I'm in an actual airplane. Well, sometimes you catch a little bit, but it's all good. <laughs> it's part of the mountain biking experience. Ah, uh, No. <clears throat> So when you go up a hill, yeah, you want to get your butt backwards on that back, especially when you're standing. Because standing is when you're not, because when you're seated, when you're seated, right. the weight's on, on the it. back. But when you stand up to get a little extra power, you got to really make sure that butt goes backwards and you get weight over the back end, which makes kind of, because ideally you, you, you almost want to be like hunched over with all your right. weight on the back when you're, when you're climbing. So seat height then for something like that, should my seat be a little bit lower? I'm just thinking, okay, I'm going to hit the seat. Not when you're climbing and standing because you're, you're up okay. off the pedals. Okay. The bigger problem is when you go down a hill with seat height. Okay. Because when you're going downhill, ideally your back is going to be horizontal to the ground. So you want to be flat back 
kind of neutral with your shoulder kind of up near the handlebars okay. and then your butt back. This is where the seat becomes a problem because when I want to go into a corner, I need to be low on the bike. With the seat, you end up being too high. Okay. It becomes really hard to move on the bike. Because ideally, when I go into a corner, this is something that road bikers have a hard time with when they get into mountain biking is cornering. Mm -hmm. On a road bike, you really can't push anything away from you too much. You can do it a little bit. You can kind of get your weight on the right. one side when you're cornering. And you have to to corner at high speeds. On a mountain bike, though, since the handlebars are so wide, I can really push the bike away from me mm -hmm. when I go into a corner. And the only way that works is if I can kind of squat, squat down, down on the bike. Yeah. And that becomes really hard with the high seat. That's why they invented the dropper seat post. Oh. So the dropper seat post, what it does is it allows me to hit a button, sit on it, seat goes down, I do my thing, go down a hill at whatever speeds and do all the maneuvering I need to do on a bike. It gives me a lot of freedom. And then when I start getting down to the bottom or start going up a hill, push the button, the seat pops back up to its normal riding height and I can ride. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that it did that. Okay. Yeah. No, the dropper seat post is... Wow. Really a, a very Is it electronic? Thing. No, generally they're pull. It's just, okay. And hmm. You have to route them. Okay. Either route them on the outside of the frame or some, like my bike has an internal routing, which is a pain in the butt, but it, it works. <laughs> a lot of times they'll route on the outside. But it's okay. just, a, it's a whole seat post and it basically has a shock in it, so it's something else that has to be maintained. Maintained. But and it's, you know, it's a pain to put pressure into the shock, usually they have to be like high pressure. So it sits at like 250, 275 PSI, oh, wow. which is pain to do. Yeah. And secondly, like on mine, I have to take the seat off to get to the, the valve. <laughs> it's in the stem of it and you can seat back on. <laughs> oh, which okay. is kind of a pain. It's huh. just the way they work. Uh, but yeah, it's something it, to think it about becomes a very handy thing when you're, I mean, it adds weight to the bike, but at the same time, it gives you a lot more maneuverability, especially when you start going downhill. You, mm -hmm. you want to carry speed through corners. Mm -hmm. so that's the hard part is when I'm trying to put speed into a corner and I want to push that bike away from me with the full seat height, you can't. Yeah, it gets in the way. You can push it so far away, it gets in the way. Especially if you want to start going backwards. Because again, when I'm wanting to be flat back, i got to be neutral. And the only way that happens is if the butt goes back. Okay. Ideally, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm my shoulders are probably about even with the handlebars, the back fairly flat, in a neutral position. Where there's not a lot of weight here. The only way that works again is if the, the butt goes back, and that's why. Like if you go up to like a mountain where you have huge downhill sections, right? You kind of ride your bike up the mountain, then you go downhill. What a lot of people do is they'll get to the top of the hill, they'll it put is their the seat, seat down. And then ride the whole thing down. And then in flat areas or any place you have to pedal, you just pedal standing up. And you just ride the whole thing. Huh. Yeah, where you're going downhill. But in a place like Capitol Park, Park where you're going up and down. Where you go up and down, there's not, the downhill sections are five, ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not going to stop, adjust your seat post, <laughs> and then go down the hill yeah. and stop and do that again. No, I don't think You so. learn to ride kind of in a high position. Yeah. You can't take all those turns as fast as you can if you can get the seat post out of the way. Okay. Because I can fly through some of those corner, corner sections. I'm still figuring that out. 
One thing, it hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to the guy I ride with. He uh, has caught his foot, his pedal low on some of the corners. <laughs> Not real. And I, I'm assuming that's because he's like, yeah, this is the second time that I've come off on that corner. I'm like, how the heck did you do that? That's, and I think it's because he's... Yeah, you always, when you corner the pedal, inside pedal has to be high. higher. Yeah. You learned that on a road bike. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why it's happened to him a couple of times, but it has. I'm like, I assume he just oh, keeps wow. pedaling through the. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it. It, he hasn't really run, rode that section very often. I think he's just done it two or three times with me. So the third time he he didn't come off. <laughs> he was in front the third time. <clears throat> the first two times I was in front, and I was yeah. like, "Where'd he go?" And I didn't realize what had happened. But yeah. No, I like, yeah, he, he, the pedal's got to be up on the inside. Yeah. And like I said, as you, as you go, there's just the some, you there's just some places where the path is narrow and it's high and it's like, oh, okay. You know, just things like that. There's a couple spots too where there's like a root and you've got two okay. trees and it's like, wait, can I fit through? And I, I get really nervous that I'm not going to fit through and I'm going to hit. And there's a couple ah. spots that are tough. So it's like I either slow down and. But I had two or three pedal strikes today, I'm pretty sure. Okay. When I was riding, it happens. I mean, I just take my foot out and scoot through. But usually when you see it coming, I'll just stop pedaling for a half second and roll through it. Yeah. Get one pedal up a little higher. Than it definitely, it certainly helps with the bike skills, bike handling skills. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah, your bike handling skills. I and mean, that's, you know, from a triathlete standpoint, mountain biking is, it's two things. One, mostly it's bike handling skills. Your bike handling skills will improve. Especially, <laughs> especially if you, like, try to get better at mountain biking and try to learn the skills of mountain biking. You, you learn how to corner. Mm-hmm. And like the corner, the big thing you learn in mountain biking is to look through the corner. If I'm turning right, I need to be looking right. I do not need to be looking down at my pedal. This is the problem, or not pedal, my front wheel. It's yeah. the problem everybody has mountain biking. They look down at their front wheel, and so everything's coming at you real fast, and it's, and it's scary. It's like road. Further you can look up the trail, the slower you're going. <laughs> I'm guilty of looking down. <laughs> and what you do in mountain biking, it's very easy to get focused down below because you're looking for the roots and things roots, like that. Roots, rocks, things but that are going to fly also, off the bike. If, if you look forward, you can see them, and I don't have to look at them coming into my bike. I can just, okay, there's some roots here coming. I can just, okay, I'm going to roll over them. I just have to be ready to kind of feel either, usually I'll stand up if I know it's going to be real rooty, just right. so I don't take shock to the back. <laughs> Uh, you, but you see those things and you look in advance you're like okay well, what side of the trail do I need to be on you can do a lot more planning I can look at if I'm looking ahead I can see I'm going to be right maybe it's going to go left how do I enter, to enter this corner mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do planning if I'm looking further down the trail Okay. same thing with turns if I'm looking through the turn the turn isn't as fast I can push down I can, I can make it through that turn and get around. The problem is you can't see around a lot of those turns because there's trees in the way. You're in the there's woods. Trees, but you're you're still looking up the trail as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. As far as you can. The, the really like 90 to you know 130, 140 degree turns that kind of work yeah. its way back. You can't. It's really hard to kind of look through those. Yeah. But generally, when it's turning and stuff, you're you're looking through that turn and, and kind of planning next. where you're going, and it slows things down. Mm-hmm. The further you look ahead, like on a road, it slows things down. <laughs> That's a good. Okay. That's something that you know. It's the same thing. It's yeah. You know, you're, you're not going as fast as you think you are if you're looking straight down your front tire. But people just get so, especially mountain biking. They, you know, there's roots. All these things they're not used to. They want to make sure they clear them all. 
you're going to clear it. <laughs> One way or another. Generally, <laughs> you know, there's only a handful of things that are really a problem mountain biking. you got tires, you're going to clear them. <laughs> and that's getting people to look beyond that. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to roll over stuff. I, I don't need to see everything that's coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's some technical sections that may not be true for, but for the most part on trails, you're going to roll over whatever yeah. you're coming through. Okay. Um, and then the second thing you gain from mountain biking is a lot of anaerobic work that you don't always get mm-hmm. road riding. Because climbing a steep hill that's only 20 or 30 seconds to climb or 15 seconds to climb is much harder because realistically the terrain is much deeper than the road. There's sections yeah. that are, no matter where you go mountain biking, there's always going to be sections that are steeper than a road because they're not roads. Right. It's a trail. You can do whatever you <laughs> want on a trail. <laughs> you're going to go straight up the side of the hill or yeah. whatever you're going over. Yeah. That generates a lot of power opportunities, which is not something you get on a road. Road is much more aerobic much more steady state. When I'm out riding, you know, I'm, I'm usually putting the same amount of energy in. Yeah, you're going to put more going uphill. You're going to probably coast some down a hill. Right. But there's not a huge range. Unless you don't have gonna, those short bursts. Yeah. Unless I really want to kill it up a hill. <clears throat> if, I'm, if I want to kill, you know, go hard up a hill, yeah, I can put out similar power than I put out in a mountain bike. Right. I can actually train that way. I can actually do sprints, short sprints on a road which kind of replicates mountain biking. Or I can just go mountain biking, and I'm going to get those naturally. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're hard. Yeah. And you get to the top, and you're like, <sighs> and yeah. you're putting out a lot of power to get up those hills. So it's it's a different style of riding because it is either hard bursts, a lot of gliding, technical gliding down a hill. And then there's the pedaling is, for most people who are new to mountain biking, the pedaling is a lot easier because you're not going as fast. It is a full body workout, for sure. Much more than road biking is. I mean, your body is twisting, turning. I mean, you're using upper body so much more. You're using core. You know, you know, you're using legs to pedal, but and like I say, going up the hills. But most of it, it's like, okay, my ribs hurt, <laughs> my arms are sore. Yeah, know? I mean, it takes a lot more effort to mountain bike because you're using your upper body more. And then, like, the more skills you learn, the easier a lot of those things become. If you can learn to kind of pop a wheelie by pushing down and then sliding back and pulling it up, that becomes a great skill for like navigating things so you don't always hit things hard. I can kind of pop that wheel up a little mm-hmm. bit. I can get up and over. I don't take as big a hit. That sounds you like also a good learn, idea. <laughs> as you also learn as you're going around corners, they all have like those little rutted sides, yeah. especially if they have a higher side. Use that to make the corner. Don't just try to corner in the middle. I know I'm supposed to. I haven't gotten brave enough. I I did do one of the big, um, one of the bowls, I guess. It was near the parking parking lot uh, when you're coming out of there and coming around from the softball fields and you're going down and up. And I got really brave and did it. I couldn't do it the second time because it had rained. Mm -hmm. It had rained the second time, so it was a little slicker. And I was like, eh, I can't do it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I did it. Yes. There's two big ones there. One is I haven't done the huge ones. There's one that's really nice because you get up to the other side pretty easily. The second one that's a little deeper, there's two of them back there. There's a second one that's deeper. Well, there's one up top near the cross-country course. Right. And that one, you carry the speed off that hill. That's the only way you're going to get up that other one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it's such a long, you go down into that sinkhole, it's such a long distance to the up. 
Yeah. You got to be carrying some serious speed so you can get up that other oh, side. Yeah. But the ones down by the river, there's one that goes up, but it doesn't quite get up that you got to pedal. And there's like one you can you can only go one way because if you go the other way, you're not going to make it up, and you're going to get up push up the. the Are you talking about the one near the parking lot or the one near the pine trees? There's the, they're trees. down by the river. Okay. There's two big sinkholes. Okay. They might be near the parking lot. I, I don't. There's one near the parking lot. The one, only one I've done. The other one I haven't been brave enough to do. There's two big ones. Like the one that I haven't been brave enough to do, I made my cross-country kids run down it and run back up. And I'm like, yeah. if you can't run back up it, you're staying down in the hole. <laughs> well, I'm not coming down a, there to get you. A bike out of one of oh, heck no. no. I've, I've learned that you can only go certain directions on them because if you go the other way, you, there's like one side's higher than the other. Yeah. You don't get enough speed to get up it. Can't go down the short side and try and, and get up the long side. they're too steep. Because they're like straight drop downs. They're too steep to pedal out. Yeah. You have to kind of get off the bike and push them up, and that's really not fun. No, that's not fun at all, I can imagine. No. You learn to go a certain ways during those singles. <laughs> I'll probably skip that one. The one I've done is, is like, you can pedal once you get out of it. Okay. You know, it's still steep. That's the one you, you, know, you need to come ride by me. I do. I do. I need to come ride, ride with you. I've only done, I did it once a few years ago, and you scared the living bejeebies out of me. But Why? Because I've never done it before. Oh, I waited. I didn't leave <laughs> you. You did wait. You did not leave me in the woods. Thank you. Thank God I knew where I was because I run the trails there. That was what was so scary is I'm used to running all these narrow places. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm going three times as fast on a bike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like really coming at me. Everything Whoa, comes really fast. You, you know. Some of it's just you get used to it. Yeah. The other part is, is just looking down the trail and not looking straight down. Yeah. Let's see. What, the only other advice I have is when you're going downhill, drop the heels. Okay. So your feet are kind of level. Don't stand up on your toes. Yeah, you want to you want to get on those so you can so you can give yourself a flat platform basically. Okay. You gotta drop the heels. That's just so much easier when you're going down a hill. So the pedal on. I mean, I'm wearing flat pedals, so mm-hmm. my foot's all not all over the place because there's spikes, but. Right. Should the pedal be positioned on my foot similar to a road bike on the ball of my foot or on the middle of the foot or does it matter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> it depends on your shoe. Okay. Um, it, you're wearing a tennis shoe, so you probably don't want it on the ball of your foot. Well, you if I'm wearing my trail shows the shoes, they've got some grip to them. Well, the question is how how stiff are they? Not very, but I have ordered the flat shoes. If if the shoes are stiff, then you want to be closer to your road position. Okay. If they're not as stiff, you probably want to move it back a little back bit. Back a little bit. Because okay. you're going to put a ton of pressure on the ball, on the on your calves and stuff like that for being too far forward with shoes that are just flexible. That are flexible. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's all I have for this one. Is you, know, okay. you just got to ride within it and just get faster. I mean, I was out there riding today. And I think only average like 6.8 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. You just I was averaging like 7.5 to 8 when I was at, yeah. when I was riding all the time. I think I usually I average like 4 to 6, you know, just depending on the conditions. Because I've been riding when it has been wet. Um, you definitely go slower and you're avoiding, you know, trying to avoid staying on the path and going up around the corner. I think so you the leaves are probably up. a little slower than hard pack ground as well. Yeah. Uh, the leaves are nice, though. They do kind of cover things up so that you're not in a mud pit there's a lot of leaves down there yeah oh yeah it's it's just in the when it's frozen you don't ride as fast either 
ground's just harder and everything's slower. But yeah, when it's summertime, I mean, I was averaging probably eight miles an hour down there. I was rolling it when I was riding a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun. I mean, I'm really pleased, you know, I mean, I I got a new bike and it's not as, well, I mean, it's, biking is always expensive, but, um, to get the new, you know, to get a much better bike really did not break my bank account, which was nice. But if you were to come to me and say how much should I spend on a mountain bike, I would probably say sixteen or seventeen hundred is kind of where you want to be. Yeah, that's the ideal spot because you want the better shocks. Yeah. Then you know, kind of that front end, that nice box rock shock front end. Those bikes start at about fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. I spent about it, half that. What's one of those things that the frames, you know, on a hardtail, the geometry on hardtails are are pretty set, and mm-hmm. really the ride difference in them are very minimal between them mm-hmm. the only thing that's really different is your front fork uh, now full suspension on the other hand the there's all kinds of different ride qualities depending on what the frame is and how that rear shock is set mm-hmm. up and things okay. like that yeah they seem to totally be lots of different types you, of back shots you, 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 know, you start shocks. looking at mountain bike reviews and things the hardtails are uh, you, looking at the geometry you can tell how the bike's going to ride mm-hmm. i did get a women's specific and it fits very nicely yeah. it fits really well they said i can get my stem shortened if i need to but i don't think i need to so but realistically you've got a nice bike kind of at the, that entry level where you yeah. want to be uh, yeah. for mountain biking i mean the reality is you want to be around that 15 600 ideally for a hardtail if you're just getting into it probably that 700 dollars range is probably a good spot because you're yeah. going to get a there were some that were, you know, a little bit cheaper. There were definitely some that were, you know, five times as much. But can I can, can I change the shocks on that bike if I wanted to upgrade it? Or would it just be Most simpler likely. to buy it? Well, you would change the whole front fork. Yeah. You'd replace the fork. Replace the as fork. As long as it's a similar fork setup, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could. Um, that, and that's what you can always do to upgrade a bike, although a lot of times it's probably you just buy a new bike. Yeah, sometimes. that's what I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> Once you get into it, but yeah, that six seven hundred dollar range is because you want a shock that's going to be manageable for the technical sections on a trail. Mm-hmm. The Walmart mountain bikes, those shocks are just garbage, and they're yeah. really there's too much play in them. The way the way shocks work is they you want them to ramp up, where, and this is why you have the air shocks you can control that ramping. I mean, how, how much push you get into a back. Spring shots, right? Yours yeah. is spring. So okay. that, that ramping is going to be the same and you can't really adjust it. Okay. With a cheaper shock, what happens is, is they'll compress and then all of a sudden you're down at the bottom and boom. There, there's that whole like light, 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 and then it starts pushing against you. So you have a lot of just kind of this play in the system that's awful. Okay. With a better spring shock, you're not going to get that. You know, once you start getting it, it starts pushing against right away. Okay. See, with an air shock, it, that it's a, it ramps up. It's always going to ramp up because you're at the, it's like it's a spring mechanism. Mm-hmm. You can either have a real spring, which are the cheaper shocks, or you can have an air spring system, which is basically your air shocks. Okay. Which is what you order in cars, right? Right. It's the same shocks that are in cars are just a lot lighter and a lot smaller and, <laughs> and everything else. Weight doesn't seem to matter a whole lot unless you're pushing up the bike up a hill, but. Weight matters if you're racing. Okay. 
um, a lot of your race bike. Well, now they heck, some of the race bikes are all full suspension, but for a while you had hardtails just for racing. Okay. The really fast stuff because you, know, you can get bikes that are pretty light mountain bikes. <laughs> for your average guy who's just going out and riding, just some cross country trail riding, no, weight is not a not a, a big, big issue. Again, it comes down to the you know, the lighter bike the easier it is to go up. Yeah. Lighter the bike, the better handling. Easier just for me to carry it up. <laughs> yes. Well, they're they're easier to the handling too. The handling yeah. on them are gonna be easier because they are light. They yeah. it's like a road bike. I mean it's kinda like why I liked my old bike because it was so light but it, it didn't fit me well enough, so but I would go around corners and I mean I could get up hills better than the people I was with because it was so light. But going around a corner, I'd be like, whoa, I'm getting launched, you know, because yeah, it just wasn't see, anything like, to hold me down. Yeah, my bike's weight is pretty heavy, but I'm running plus tires, so I'm running big tires. At yeah, that's time. right. You got. Uh, which is, it makes for a fun bike, but it does make for a heavier bike. Yeah. And then you got the dropper seat, though, so my, my bike's not light. Like. <laughs> Although, if you stripped a lot of stuff off, it would be. But yeah. like a regular mountain bike tire, a little, which would be a little bit lighter wheel set. Yeah, I can make that bike a lot lighter than it is. Yeah. Because I could run a 29-inch wheel set if I wanted to. Mine is 29. Well, mine's 27 and a half. Okay. But with the plus-size tire, it's an equivalent of a 29. It's just I have a lot more tire. Tire, too. Which means yeah. I can run them at lower pressures. Oh, okay. Which means I have more grip than gotcha. a traditional tire. So, you know, that's the other thing I'm going to have advantage over you. You're probably running tubes, aren't you? I assume so. Tubes in there. Yeah. I'm sure. But you go to a tubeless system, and now I can run at half the tire pressure. You can't do that with the inner tube. No, because I'll pop them. Yeah, that'll pinch flat. And that's and that's one another way you can get a lot more grip when you're riding is by running tubeless. That'll be the next upgrade. Yeah, there's a lot to mountain biking. Is, <laughs> Just like think, road biking. If yeah. you think road biking is expensive, mountain biking is more because you got to now these shocks have to be maintenance, and we don't want to talk about how much that stuff costs. No, <laughs> no, we're we're because we'll, we'll, yeah. all the seals need to be replaced in, on on those air shocks over time. Okay, they wear out. And, I'm know, good. You, 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 <laughs> either, you know, spend the. Say five hundred bucks to get them repaired, or you can just buy a new one for eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. <laughs> I think I'll probably just get them repaired. <laughs> yeah, that's still the way. But most people just don't do it because you're supposed to maintenance them fairly often, huh? Like twice a year if you ride a lot. And oh. Yeah, they can get they can get really expensive. Most people don't do it that much. If you do it once a year, you're probably okay. Um, well, I mean, we'll your see. bike, you're not going to worry about it. I mean, your spring-shaped shocks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I'm good. It's the air shocks here are the problem because, of, yeah, you got all those seals and stuff. That are I'm just damaged. doing it for fun. So, all right. Good information. Yay. Yeah. Mountain biking. Yeah. Way to keep in shape in the winter when you don't have a pool in your town. And right. <laughs> but you do have some mountain bike trails. We do so. have mountain bike trails, and they're close. So and they are safe. close. Yes, it's nice. It's I nice to be a seven-minute ride for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe um, if you want to see more content. If you're listening to us on iTunes, subscribe and give us a good rating. There's a rating on iTunes. Google Podcast doesn't have it, but really? iTunes has rating. Give us five stars. Rating. It helps. We love five stars. All right. Join us next week. If you're looking for a coach, check us out at go3sport.com. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.